Welcome to the Extra Podcast, a production of Northview Community Church in Abbotsford, British Columbia. Your hosts, Jeff, Ezra, and Thalia, will be discussing the Bible, relevant issues, and current events each week. At Northview, we love to study God's Word and discuss how it applies to our lives, but we try not to take ourselves too seriously. So feel free to laugh with us and at us as we try to challenge and encourage you in your faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Extra Podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I am here with two of my colleagues, Jonathan Giesbrecht. Hi. Jeff and Ezra are on holidays, and we've got... <laughs> okay, <laughs> exactly. let's, just, let's just cut right to it. Yep. I was the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> kind of. Like, it's spring break. No one's... Oh, John's here. So. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it went. so fortunate to get to hear this one. <laughs> And Josh Amazonis. Hello. Best last name on staff, I think. It's pretty great. Yeah, you say that every single podcast. I know, it's so great. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first time I've heard it, so it's it's great. Do you guys have nicknames? Nope. When I was like four, it was Joshua Giraffe. You do have a nickname. (laughs) Joshua Ua. Joshua, yeah. Only by you, though. No, it's not me. It's Caleb. It's not just me. Okay, there's two people who call me Joshua Ua. Joshua Ua. Ua. Uh, My nickname growing up was uh, Geez or Geezer or something like that. Yeah. It's anything geezy. I like calling you Mr. J. Mr. I don't know J. why. But I, I think you're the only one who calls me that, but yeah, I fun. respond to it. Like, <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, so. And are you mostly Jonathan or are you Johnny or John or what are you? Yeah, it depends where you know me from. Okay. So if you uh, if you knew me from my childhood, it was Jonathan. And then when I was in uh, high school, I went by John. Uh, and then when I went to college, there was a couple of Johns uh, in, around, uh, in around my dorm and stuff. So I went by Johnny. Oh, uh, and then once I started working, I went back to Jonathan because it was a little more professional than than yeah. Johnny. Well, because you had a Johnny so, too, as you and we also had yeah. a Johnny. Yeah, yeah, right. Johnny no, Morgan. So I meant when I was working before Northview. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Then then when you came to Northview, it was convenient. That I was going by Jonathan because there was a Johnny and a John Mulder who was right right around the same time. So and John Pazook. So I just went by by Jonathan. So I know who you are based off of what you. Or I know I know where I know you from based off of what you call me generally. So that's there's, really neat. There's a while here where people were also calling you Johnny. Yeah, it just and got it really was confusing. The worst. Uh, yeah. 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 Do I respect him? Do I not respect him? Which Johnny? Is it? <laughs> should I listen? Uh, not yeah, listen? Should I listen or mock him? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah, no, I, it depends where you know me from. So. Okay. So we have to talk ice cream. When I was a kid, Ooh. my dad used to take us for ice cream to Baskin Robbins. Okay. Yeah. Highlight. Waffle cone, chocolate mousse royale was my absolute favorite. So what do you guys wow. like for ice cream? Cup or cone? And then what are your favorite flavors? Oh, so, yeah, I would have been a, when I was younger, I was a bubble gum. Oh, yeah. Nice. The blue was, one? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. It was just, I don't know if it was just because it was infrequent or just yeah. like a, a There's unique There's something one, to that when you was, can't get it yeah. often. Yeah. It's and it just, just better. Because so no mom stocked blue ice cream in their no, freezer. No, of course no. not. But I had it recently, uh, a couple years ago probably. I was like, oh, bubblegum ice cream. And I was like so excited. Uh-huh. And I had it and I was like, this is kind of gross. <laughs> so I don't I I can't say that I'm probably more just your classic, you know, chocolate. Mm-hmm. Chocolate with chocolate chips. It's just good. More chocolate, yeah. chocolate fudge, all of it. Nice. Yeah. So what are the worst flavors? Like you can't understand why people would order it kind of ice cream. I'm, I've just never been a fan of the fruit ones. Oh, okay. Mm. Truthfully, uh, I mean, the, the strawberry like, is fine, I guess, but I don't I don't really get it. And then, you know what? Any with Anything with like a lot of nuts. Oh, yeah. Mm. Horrible. I'm just, I'm just. That's fair. No. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the peanut butter parfait. From, yeah. I, I can handle that. Yeah. 
the peanuts. But even there, I'm, I'm like, man, this would be awesome if it didn't have the peanuts. Totally. Which is weird because most people, yeah. are like, that's what makes no this dessert. Horrible. But it's not for me. No. And I don't get like tiger, like black licorice and orange. Oh, like that's yeah. bleh. Oh, no, oh. no, 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 no. Okay. So beforehand, I was trying to think of ice creams that I didn't like. Uh-huh. I couldn't think of any, but now you guys are giving me so many ideas. <laughs> so these all sound bad. Like, rum raisin, <laughs> yeah. horrible. All sound, oh, my raisins in ice cream? Wait, rum raisin. What? It doesn't have actual raisins. Oh, it just okay. has, just I don't rum. know. Oh. Yeah, and sometimes it, <laughs> sometimes they have walnuts in there, and I'm yeah, like, that's no. disgusting. No. Mm. Yeah, the crunch just, with the cold ice stuff. It doesn't need to be there. Yeah, no. No. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone who disagrees, you're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Waffle cones or a cup? Yeah. I'm indifferent. Okay. Depends on the day. Yeah. Same. Yeah. As long as the ice cream gets in my body somehow. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. So, Jonathan. Yeah. What do you like to do in your free time? Not that you have much free time. What what free time? Right. Oh, man. Man. So, the little bit of free time I do have. I play on a soccer team. Nice. Oh, you do? And I'm really old. Yeah. Josh, I'm ashamed. And you're only <laughs> like 31, be, right? I'm 30. I'm turning okay, 31 30. this year. Okay. I used to be really athletic. I actually ran a marathon once. Wow. But now I'm like, I, I sprint up and down the field once and I'm like, mm. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> and I, I look slow. Nice. You know when people run and you're like, yeah. like I, looked, I look slow. You're like, you can tell they're trying really hard, yes. but they're and not moving. And they're not moving. moving. Yeah. That's me. I'm that guy. We now. need more oh, ice cream. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or maybe the problem is I had too much. <laughs> yeah. I but I'm just, yeah. yeah. I, have, I just don't have a lot of time to to keep up the cardio to play soccer the way, yeah. the way I like. Because you've got little kids I, at I, home. I they need you and love yeah. playing with you. And life is busy. I've been mm-hmm. working on a number of different projects and some renos for your home. Renos, I think. yeah. And I'm doing been doing some school and and work. So and then family. So yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. So what do you listen to in your car when you commute? Team ten forty. Yeah. Team ten forty. <laughs> Sports radio all nice. the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually remember the last time I listened to. Me. This is weird. I'm so I I was a worship pastor, right? I do worship. Everyone assumes I'm like super musical mm-hmm. and yep. and like I get music theory and like I think I can play music, but I'm not a huge music junkie. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people I know okay. are like, oh yeah, I listen to these bands and I'm have you heard this band? I'm like, no. No, mm. not not really. Yeah, actually I noticed that too, doing worship a lot, like the last few years, that I stopped listening to worship music in my spare time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Just, Does it feel you're like so work? immersed in it? Yeah. yeah kind okay. Of. Yeah. Well, and I have a hard time personally, I have a hard time listening to music and not like, like, you know, gutting it and like looking uh, at it, yeah. all the little Dissecting parts. Dissecting it. Yeah. All the totally. theology. Oh, this is yeah. wrong. Or this like, is not singable. Yeah, I feel like musical, like, oh, I wouldn't have gone to the, you know, that's, that, that chord, chord is that pretentious. Chord is lame. <laughs> yeah. Right. When you hear like a chord, you're like, oh, he's trying so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you put a minor third in there? That's awful. And you just start to like get over judgy. And I'm like a mm. cynic at, yeah. know, at the best of times. Yeah. So you start to get over judgy and like, oh, that, that was awful. I can do that better. And, what yeah. about music concerts? Would you go to any? I haven't been to a concert in a long time. So I, who would you go watch if they time. came to town? Oh, man. I'm going to incriminate myself here. I would probably... <laughs> Backstreet Boys? No, no. <laughs> I, I would probably go to a Petra concert. Oh, yeah. If nice. Petra had like... I, I, would, I would probably cut... Again, I'd have to find time in my day, but yeah. I, that's something mm-hmm. I would cut. Okay. I, also, I grew up on Petra. Nice. I know. I also want to know what your first concert you ever went to was. Delirious. Oh, nice. Oh. Okay. Delirious concert. That's not as mm-hmm. embarrassing as I hoped. Nope. Nope. Could have been way yeah. worse. <laughs> I was a big fan of Delirious. Um, and some people who I, who I kind of, they're mentor figures. They were, 
they were they indoctrinated me mm-hmm. in Delirious. So I'm I'm a big fan. They My first great. concert as a like a youth group person was the Keith Green Memorial Concert. Oh, wow. It was at the P and E Coliseum when I was I don't know early high school I think. Amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing. I hadn't really ever heard of Keith Green before, and we mm. went as a youth group, and it was like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved oh. Keith Green when I was in like elementary school yeah my mom had one cd that I played <laughs> totally See, yeah. that was yeah. petra for me oh, okay, okay. I, was, I, told, I told my mom i wanted to listen to rock music so she gave me a petra cd totally nice which is like, what about like white heart and any of those oh yeah oh yeah all of them yeah okay yeah, yeah. i mean petra was the one i probably had the most affinity for but i'm yeah i'm very and then my secret my closet my closet band that i would love to see is def leopard oh. nice <laughs> big fan you oh, are a I'm rocker a, i love glam rock it's just nice. something about it it's just over the top and ridiculous <laughs> that i'm like oh yeah you're not trying to be something you're just trying to be as weird as you can yeah. and i love that yeah. it's not like trying to be like super artistic and really oh, yeah. feel the <laughs> music they're just like ah! yeah <laughs> <It's great. Literally. laughs> yeah. Well, yeah so i love that but my, my most memorable concert though was starfield in oh. central heights mm. oh yeah That's were you I was there. at the yeah. one that was a that was an event yeah. For those of you who don't know, the floor gave out and uh, <laughs> in the mosh pit area. In the mosh pit, yeah. So that Sad. was that was pretty exciting. Yeah, that was. That was my. I think I was about nineteen. I was I was a youth like leader, uh, volunteer youth leader at my church, and that was the the first and and only event that I was a youth leader for after no that I quit. <laughs> nice. That would have been hard to so. be a youth leader at that. Yeah, well, I mean, the, yeah, it was mostly just that I don't. I love youth. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> where did my, you grow up, Jonathan? I was born in Vancouver, but my family moved out to Abbotsford when I was like three. Okay. So Abbotsford. So what was your home church growing up? Uh, my home church was Wellspring, Wellspring Christian Fellowship, tiny little church. Yep. We spent most of our, most of my growing up was uh, in a gym, okay. setting up teardown. My mom and dad were the worship team, which if you know my mom and dad and their musical abilities, <laughs> I mean, they're both amazing singers, but like my dad, he cannot understand time signatures. Ooh, he doesn't understand tough. how people count. Yeah. And sing. He's a choir guy, right? Yeah. He's an old Mennonite yeah. kind of classics. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. when you start, when the conductor's hand goes down, right? Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. Counting. Why yeah. are you counting? How do you count and sing at the same time? So, yeah. But in a small church plant, everybody great. pitches yeah. in. It was great. So uh, that was the way they contributed and helped yeah. us tear down and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So that was where I started. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, uh, long story short, when I got married, we, my wife and I, ended up coming to Northview because we knew some people here and. No, you can't skip over that part. I skipped a lot. I skipped a lot. <laughs> so you went to MEI. Yeah. I, well, so first I actually went to Harry Sayers. That was okay. A, that was the school we lived by. It was actually the the building that we were setting up in. Okay. Was, we used the Harry Sayers mm. gym at the time. And then when the, when the elementary school opened, MEI elementary school, that was when my family moved over there. Oh, so okay. It was uh, me and then I have two younger brothers and a young sister, youngest mm-hmm. sister. She's the baby of the family. Mm. That would be our so, very favorite Kendra. That's Kendra. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes leads worship here. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, she's, 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 yeah, she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I taught her everything I know. Don't nice. listen, Kendra. It took me about two minutes, and that was all I had. I'm so. curious. So I know you're very musical. Yeah. Um, Kendra's pretty musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are all your are. other siblings? Yeah, all of us. All we of us. all are. Um, I mean, we're all a little bit different. My one brother's a bit of a metalhead. Um, he can sing. He just doesn't like to sing. He's he, we try to convince everyone he's adopted just because he doesn't look <laughs> like the rest of us. But, but my youngest brother and my sister and I, we all look very similar. We are all singers. Yeah. And Kendra probably picked up the guitar more than the other two. Um, my one brother is mostly just. I mean, we all we actually we all grew up playing piano. We all are trained Royal Conservatory. Yep. It was part of our. 
after we came home from school, we it's all the Mennonite way. I mm-hmm. hated yep. it totally. <laughs> Same. I refused to tell my parents. It was How good far for did me. you go? So all grade eight. Okay. Grade eight Royal Conservatory and the grade two rudimentary theory. So oh yeah, I had to do the whole thing, oh, yeah. all the all way, way to, to ARCT. Oh, you did ARCT. Yeah, and oh, all the theories that went all the way along. Oh, you yeah, are yeah. like more certified to do music than I am. I tried to drop so. out in grade ten, and my parents would have none of it. <laughs> nah, They're like, good. "You've gone this far, you have to finish." Right. I made so, such a stink, and that's why I play guitar now. <laughs> you got out of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. What grade? So grade three. Yeah. Oh, I was, wow. I was grade six in ele- or in middle school, and yeah. I was just like every week I complained. <laughs> and I was like, just let me play guitar. Oh. See, my brother yeah. tried that, but my my parents' resolve was die hard. Yeah, it was it was admirable. They uh-huh. they made us. They told us right from the beginning, you're going all the way to grade eight. So okay. There was no there was no negotiation there. So yeah. We're all fairly musical. Mm-hmm. A little bit different musical styles that we all kind of follow, but mm-hmm. we're all. I don't think any of them are glam rockers. <laughs> so you went to MEI Elementary. Yeah, and I went to MEI in grade four. Okay. And then. Uh, Stuck it all the way through till I graduated. So. And you graduated with one of our other famous colleagues. Yeah. Well, Mr. there's a couple of them, actually. A couple of our immersed interns as oh, well. Okay. Sean, Sean Hildebrandt and yeah. John Mulder were in my grad class, but so was Greg Harris. No yes. Way. Yeah, the legendary Greg <laughs> Harris. Uh-huh. Which is funny because when you look at Greg, you look at him and you're like, how old is he? And you're like, I don't know, like mid, late 30s. And you look at me and they're like, oh, like can't be older than like 26 <laughs> but we're the same age just <laughs> just to be clear the beards help yeah he's got know? a nice thick beard uh-huh. i'm still working yeah. on mine yeah as soon as you guys shave yours off it's yeah. like you, you drop like down like to 25 again. i know i know <laughs> younger it's not it's not good but no I, yeah he's uh him and i we were actually yeah i would i wouldn't call us like friends in high school but we had a lot of similar circles and mm-hmm. um so we knew each other very well um, kind of were involved. We both actually were involved in the in the worship team at MEI in our in our final year. So and okay. choir and everything like that. So, so if we would have talked to you in grade eleven, twelve at MEI, where would you have thought that you were headed for a career? I would have thought I would have been a business owner. Okay. Yeah. Actually, when I did my um, my career test, yeah, the the top three, uh, number three was a salesman. I guess I do that. <laughs> yeah. Number two was a military sergeant, Ooh. which oh, no. wow. kind of had a little conflict with my, my pacifist. My pacifist. Actually, I could do it. I can't see it. I can't it, see it. I know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a military sergeant. We win, the, Josh. Yeah. There's no <laughs> way. It's the pacifist thing that would have been. Yeah, yeah been, that would have yeah. been hard. Yeah. Uh, because just because I have some sympathies to pass. I can't even wear camel clothes, clothing. Oh, because really? oh, see, I don't have a problem with that. I I'm a feel hunter, like, but. yeah, yeah, true. I feel like I'm offending relatives somewhere. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. But the number one, the number one uh, job recommendation was a CEO. Okay. Wow. So my, my disposition is a lot more management and yeah. corporate kind of. So you wanted that because of the tests or did, had you had your eyes oh, on? Oh, no, the, the test just verified oh, okay. like how I've always felt. So yeah. So after high school, uh, I did one year at CBC. I just felt like it was a good thing to do to kind of ground yourself in, mm-hmm. in faith. And then after that, I, my, my intention was to work. Okay. And uh, so my, my dad and his brothers were involved in a, in a company locally here in Abbotsford. And I worked there. I started on production, doing the gruntiest grunt work you could possibly do. And ended up doing, you know, moving into a little bit more of a um, kind of production area coordinator. and. Yeah. Ended up accidentally selling a, a house package of, of windows. The company's a window company. And I ended up selling a really big package to an acquaintance and kind of accidentally started doing sales, So, which was an, a really a, an adventure. So my plan all along, though, was um, I never actually like explicitly said it, but my plan all along was to kind of move into management there mm-hmm. and kind of take over. Um, and actually what, what pulled me out of there uh, was my, my friend group at the time had gone on a 
like a uh, kind of like what our young adults do, float fest. But we had done something else in the states, and uh, a really close friend of mine uh, who was there, he went on a run. So again, I was a runner back in the time. I would have been there with him, but I had to work. So he went on a run, and uh, there was a he got hit by a car. Oh, uh, there was wow. a kid who was driving his brother's his older brother's sports car, and he came around a corner way too fast, and just yeah killed him instantly. Oh, so that was yeah. um that was the the. The, I'll use a sports term, but the, yeah, well, the TSN turning point in yeah. my life where it was like, yeah. that changed things for me. So after that, I had this discontentedness about life. Hmm. I would have hmm. been like 20 or 21 at the time. So I'm still fairly young, but yeah. just like I, I didn't, suddenly I was second guessing whether my trajectory was where my skill set was supposed to be. What, um, what do you think the connection is between that accident and? I think it just woke me up to the, 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 the finality that we experience mm. on earth, right? This, this, you feel a level of immortality as a young adult, right? Yeah. And I still to some degree feel <laughs> that, but like, you just feel like it's just, you, de- you determine mm-hmm. when your end is. And I, it was a shock that yeah. you don't. Yeah. Yep. And what happens if I die, if I die tomorrow? Yeah. There's a, yeah. A, it's a song. I wouldn't recommend the artist by any means, but there's a song that came out shortly after that by, um, what, I won't even, whatever, but it basically <laughs> has that lyric. If I die tomorrow, yeah. Like, like what, what happens after that? Like, what mm-hmm. would people say about me? How will I be remembered? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I started wondering that and I was like, I don't feel like there's a lot of good things to say about me. Mm-hmm. I'm not that I'm a bad person. I just, I'm, I didn't do anything. Like if, again, if you use this analogy that, or this, this parable of the, of the, the master giving the servant talents, I was a guy who kind of had buried them. I, well, I, in hindsight, I would mm-hmm. say that I would have buried them. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that the job I was doing was was the reason. Um, it just was everything I was focused on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The job was great. Um, the people were great. Uh, many of the people actually went to Northview and was mm-hmm. a connection to Northview. But yeah, I don't know. I just felt like this discontentedness. So I ended up going on a missions trip uh, at the at the recommendation of my mentor through actually through Multiply. At the time, it was MB Mission. Uh, and that's where I met my wife. Uh, she had just finished her degree in kinesiology and was kind of wanting to do something different. So she ended up coming out to, to do the same program. So we met there. Cause she's from Ontario, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Her dad was a pastor in a church in Ontario. So it was a, she has a whole another side story of how she mm-hmm. ended up at Trek. This mm-hmm. is a, the program's called Trek. So uh, we met there. I did a missions trip. We both led different teams in different areas. I was in Lithuania. And the one thing I found when I was out there um, was that I really didn't know my Bible very well at all. Mm. Uh, I was leading a team doing missions and I was like, I was reading a passage in like Mark and one of the locals would say, Hey, what is, what did Jesus mean when he said this? And I was like, Uh-oh. uh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Yeah. And I had no idea. My plan all along was to go on a mission trip and go back to work. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I felt when I was out there, I was like, you know, you don't know your Bible nearly enough to, to actually do what you feel God calling you to do, which was, I didn't, at the time, I didn't really know what that was, but it, I just felt like this need, I needed to look, go learn my Bible. So I actually went back to CBC. Um, my first year was a worship arts year, but I, truthfully, I, I just did that because I liked music and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really interested in being a worship pastor. If you would have told me I was going to be a worship pastor when I was in <laughs> high school, I would have laughed at you and said, that's a bad idea. <laughs> so my plan was never to do that. And then after my missions trip, the plan still was not, still wasn't to be a worship pastor. So I went back and I, I uh, continued in uh, a degree in biblical studies uh, because I wanted to learn my Bible. Uh, and then long story short, my wife and I got married. Um, 
Well, you can't miss the pieces. <laughs> you had the, somewhere in there. You did an internship. Well, and, so it was after we got married. Okay. Yeah, after we got married. And then we started coming to Northview because, okay. uh, again, she's from out of town. We had some friends. She didn't really know anyone from my, my local church. So um, so we had some friends at Northview. We started attending there. And that's where I first heard about the internship program. Uh, so I had already started attending. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I applied to be a worship intern. And the reason I was a worship intern was because my minor in my major was biblical studies. My minor was in worship arts and I don't know how you do an internship in biblical studies. Like you go and yeah. sign up with an archaeologist to hang out with Kyle Meeker all yeah. day. Long. <laughs> sure, that probably would have been, probably would have been. But he would have been new sufficient. on staff. He was and a youth. He, yeah, brand and new he was youth. youth. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have a discipleship partner then, no. and we didn't have immerse. Yeah, so like it would have been hard to do biblical studies. Yeah. So so my academic uh, advisors was just like, yeah, just do an internship in, in worship because that's your minor. It makes sense. So I did. Um, so that's how I got in connection with Johnny and. And then, uh, yeah, as as they say, well, we saw it when you were an intern that oh, this guy, this guy has talent. This guy fits. This guy is great. We would like to keep him. Well, I tricked you all. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And uh, and the I think the the following year, I think it just so happened that they didn't have a worship intern mm-hmm. that year. So then they ended up asking if I would yeah stay on in a in a part time uh, capacity, which was which was great. I was finishing my my last year of school anyway, so that fit. And then. Uh, and so then walk us through the next steps. How yeah. did you get to where you are here at Northview? Well, I ended up, yeah, I ended up getting a full-time job uh, through a series of events. And then, um, yeah, and so the, the the trajectory, though, was always that I was going to be, I was going to kind of take over Johnny's mm-hmm. role. Johnny actually was super gracious. Johnny, I learned a lot, I learned a lot of, um, when it comes to like leadership and, and, uh, and mentorship, I learned a lot through Johnny. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, he's a pro like mm-hmm. he's just a great guy if you don't know johnny you're missing out he's a fantastic well fantastic he has a individual. heart for god a heart yeah. for the bible a heart and for like, our church totally. a heart for a church and those worldwide. things above all he's yeah. like you tell me what you want me to do yeah. let's see this church succeed and yeah. i i have so much respect and time of day for johnny so yeah because that would have been really hard uh, you he, johnny had been here for 18 years and he was handing this baton off yeah. to this you know crazy who even knows who this <laughs> yeah. guy is rambunctious redhead he was great and super gracious and uh and he still is great and super uh-huh. gracious so so yeah but again my uh in my hiring process actually I, so steve weens was our executive pastor and he hired me and he asked hey so what's your five ten year plan like what are you what are you planning on on doing long term and and i told him i was like I, you know if i'm i, I don't think i'm going to be doing this very long so if i'm here for a season and then that season's over and I'm, I'm no longer in ministry per se. Like that's fine with me. So long as you guys want me to be here and I feel like I have the energy to do it and the skill set to do it, I'll do it. Uh, but he said, like, is there anything you'd be interested in doing after worship? And I looked at him and I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say this, but I was like, well, like your job looks, looks kind of interesting. Yep. Kind of doing a lot of what I, what, like you're combining two things that in, in many people's minds are not combinable, right. which is, yeah. you know, business mm. and, and church and ministry. Yeah. And the role that Steve had was uh, a marriage of those two things. Mm-hmm. You need to know business concepts and because you still deal with, with people and money. And so mm-hmm. much of how a church runs is, is still a nonprofit organization. We mm-hmm. still have, you know, regulations and, and all these things to consider that a business has to consider. But it's also it's also church. It's ministry. This is this has eternal value mm-hmm. in a way that that a business might not inherently have or may not inherently um, show. 
so anyway, I had asked him that, and he was he kind of looked at me a little bit like, oh, really? That's what okay. it sounds like. <laughs> well, if that's something you're interested in, you should consider like getting some education toward that. And he's recommended like an MBA, a master's in business would be mm-hmm. really, that'd be really helpful for a role like this. So mm. uh, that, that week, basically I started looking at schools and huh. I ended up about two years ago. Yeah. 2017, January, 2017, I, I began a, a master's in business in a school in, in the States, uh, Abilene Christian, I think which it, are in the NCAA. Well, they were in the no. NCAA. <laughs> I picked them to win. They were out in the yeah. first round. So no, I was going to say, I think I remember you talking about that in the green room. One day, yeah, like thinking to myself, what the heck? What on earth? Exactly. So I know, and part of the reason I didn't like broadcast, I was doing, I didn't even broadcast it to many worship people, just because I felt like it was, it was confusing. Like, wait, what are you? Why? Because you're a worship guy. Yeah. Well, also at the time, if you had given me that spiel about marrying business with Mm. church, I would have felt very uneasy about it. Right, like the concept of totally that you were gonna run the church as a business. Right, that don't make us sound, corporate. Doesn't sound loving at all. Jesus didn't start a nonprofit organization. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, and I get yeah. that. I get and that. because people love you leading worship and would have loved for you to continue yeah. in that role and can't sometimes adjust very easily to shifting jobs and yeah, job sure, descriptions yeah. and roles here. So that's a bit tough for people sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to make it sound like I was on to my next thing when I yeah. just mm-hmm. started. Yeah. Something else. So I didn't really broadcast it a lot and talk about it a lot. And truthfully, there's a lot of things in the business uh, program that are really applicable yeah. to any ministry. Like when it comes to people managing and leadership, like mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of different and, and vision casting. There's a whole bunch of principles you learn that totally apply to worship leadership. So I don't mm-hmm. think it was yeah. completely polar opposite no. extremes. They were just... You, yeah, I get a, when I tell people I was doing a master's in business, yeah. I get a lot of that. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and much the same now. Uh, now I'm... Moving into Steve, I, I, maybe I'm jumping on your list. No, go ahead. Moving, I'm. I so after Steve had resigned, I, I, I've been moved into his role in an interim basis, just to kind of to test these waters. And yeah. much the same when I tell people, yeah, I'm, I'm actually helping out with, you know, doing some of Steve's role, doing a little bit of the executive mm-hmm. pastor work and the administrative side of things. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of the huh? what? Yeah. I thought you just played guitar. Yeah, yeah. I thought you just when it's funny because if you if you ask <laughs> yeah. guitar players, yeah. I, I get by on guitar. I'm actually not that good of a guitar player. Josh will tell you. I will tell you. He's good. I'm, I'm adequate. I'm going to get someone else to do licks, though. <laughs> right. Don't ask me to do licks. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to go well for you. So I'm yeah. not, I'm, yeah. yeah. So it's funny. I feel like I'm, I'm in, a, in either, either party. People who know me from my more, they know me, people who know me personally know my, my bent toward business. Mm-hmm find it odd that I was doing worship and people who know me as worship right. find it odd that I'm now moving into business. Right. Do you ever so. feel like your identity was sort of shifting or did you always kind of know like, yeah, I'm a business guy who likes music or did you get attached to leading worship while you were in it? Oh, that's a great question. Thanks. You stopped yeah, him for wow. a second there. Look at that, Josh. Wow. He stopped <laughs> no. talking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Finally he stopped. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I would say identity shifting. I think I I think in my mind I because I always I always knew I wasn't going to re- I knew so much as I foresaw mm-hmm. I wasn't going to retire being a worship pastor. Right. I don't think I ever kind of fully embraced that as an identity. Mm. And I would think actually if you if you ask my wife, she would probably tell you that that worship ministry and, and being on the stage, much as I look 
bouncy and engaging, it's exhausting for mm-hmm. me. Hmm. Being yeah. in front of people, I don't know how Jeff does hmm. it. I don't know how Johnny did it for so many years. Mm-hmm. It's so I, Sunday afternoons for me are mm-hmm. they are crash times. Yeah, hmm. it's it's so hard for me to do it. I don't. Yeah. I what is it? Again, do you think about that? Let's you know, stop I, there I, for a second. I would love. Uh, what I love is doing the behind the scenes stuff that okay. facilitate others to succeed. Right. So when I see some of our young leaders coming up and leading, that makes me, that brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. Like more than me being on the stage doing it, what brings me joy is watching others grow into roles like that. So you mm-hmm. leading drains a little bit? Yeah. Is it the people stuff or is it just the energy poured into I, all of the pieces that you have to watch <sighs> for? I, I think it's a little bit of everything. Okay. And uh, truthfully, it's probably also a little bit of me being wanting to be a perfectionist. And yeah. and there's so many variables when you're on a stage and there's yeah. the band and you can't control you can't control whether the guitar player is going to play the part right, right. but he feels yeah. a sense of responsibility that and you yeah. will I'm stress the leader. Out about it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and I need to I know that my drummer struggles yeah. with this fill and it's going to we get to the spot and it's like, "Oh, okay, he did it good." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next service he doesn't do it and you're like, "Ah!" Yeah. Or you run into like major issues with like, you know, tech stuff and all of that stuff is out of yeah. your control. And it's just, yeah, there's so many things out of your control. And I perhaps I'm a little bit of a control freak and that's my problem. But well, and you want to lead people in worship well. So yeah. you take that burden on. Yeah. yeah. And so in the afternoons would be crash time because yeah. you'd be so tired. Yeah. And I, I think there's, I think there's a level of like, if, I think if you, if you do a whole weekend and you're not a little bit tired, I'm kind of like, did you, did you, did you try? <laughs> yeah. Mm. True. But I also think there was a level of exhaustion I felt that probably, and I still do feel like to yeah. this day, I'm, I'm still going to be leading every once in a while. Um, well, especially as this is an, as an interim uh, position, I'll still be on, on, on the occasional weekend, but yeah, it's still, it's still so, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, it's draining mm-hmm. and, I, and I love it. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, we don't have to feel sorry for you. Up yeah, there. <laughs> totally. Don't, don't, it's oh, okay. Poor him. <laughs> and I love it. And, and, and like my enthusiasm, I feel is genuine yes, because is. like the words we're singing yeah. about is true. And it, I mm-hmm. even just now talking yeah. about it, I, I get pumped and yeah. it makes me excited. So it's genuine, but yeah. it's also exhausting. So, so you've passed the baton to who? Yeah. Andrew, Andrew's taken on, he's our associate pastor in worship, Andrew Gettert. He's tall, skinny piano player. Mm-hmm. And the guy is, he's a musical yeah, he's he is creative and talented, and I, I'm really excited for how mm-hmm. he how he can continue to develop our worship ministry mm-hmm. and and bring us places both musically and and creatively. Uh, I, I, he's great. He's really good for the role. So mm-hmm. he's going to be stepping in at the very least for the interim here. He's going to be stepping into leadership, and my hope is that he he stays there for for a season. So so where are you at in your degree? I am in a business analytics class right now. And uh, it is it's awful. It's like stats <laughs> on steroids. It's so, this is the hardest part of, of the MBA program. But I got this one and then I got one more class in the summer and then okay. I graduate. Nice. Amazing. So so how has yeah. it been trying to do your MBA, trying oh, to be man. employed, yeah. a husband and a dad? What is making yeah. it work? Honestly, my wife, she's amazing. <laughs> no, it, yeah, actually. But uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's a decision I made, or it's just a decision we made when we kind of looked at our trajectory. I didn't have to start my MBA as soon as I did. Actually, truthfully, looking in hindsight, it, it's somewhat providential I did because my plan, my plan was actually to start it once the kids were a little bit older. Mm-hmm. But I kind of got some counsel for some, from some people who had done education with older kids. 
and the counsel that, that I that I got was that it's it doesn't get easier no. when your kids get older to do school because as they get older you want to be more involved with them you want to be in their soccer practices and their mm. you know their school plays and stuff and when they're kids they go to bed at seven yeah. so I mean much as it's not fun to do homework in the evenings until like eleven or twelve at night if you want to be with your kids it's easier and yeah. so that ended up being it was one of those things we looked at it and it's like if I'm gonna do this. It's now or get her done. way later. Yeah. And I, it was so, yeah. My wife is, uh, she's an, she's incredible. She's really, really, mm-hmm. she's fantastic. She has her counseling training and she's on our list of approved counselors. I yeah. just love her. Yeah. So she's a, thankful she's for her. She's an family therapist. And yep. so she therapizes me a lot too, I'm sure. So <laughs> sometimes I have to tell her not to. It's like, stop, stop psychoanalyzing me again. <laughs> no, we so, can't help it. No, I know. Us counselor people. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's great though, and she was super gracious, and and she's picked up so much. Mm-hmm. I think this past yeah, these past seasons, the past years have been have been really stretching. And I mean, young kids and mm-hmm. all of that on its own is very stretching. So she's yeah, she's picked up so much of stuff that might have fallen through or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she lets me lets me focus at work when I'm at work, and school when I'm at school, and yep. then when I'm at home, I'm I'm at home, so which is which is good. What do you do to recharge? <laughs> Uh man, <laughs> sit on the couch. Nice. Probably. Yeah, no, actually one of the things that, that has got us through this past season is uh, much as our kids are, are high maintenance and challenging, they go to bed early. So most of the time, as long as I'm not working in the evenings, my wife and I have a, yeah, we have evenings. So we, yeah. we'll watch shows or watch movies or nice. She'll let me. Favorite show. Oh go. man. I've been waiting to ask that the whole time. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what? Probably, probably Brooklyn Nine Nine. So good, it's so good. I love that show. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, it's it's really it's funny. It's, it's not for everybody. My wife actually does. She she's like, I guess it's funny, but I what Andy Samberg is hilarious. She's I don't think role. she quite gets his humor. I kind of think it's a guy so, thing. Maybe there's it's a guy. Thing. There's lots He's of guys who love it. And it's us, so awesome. Us uh, girls are kind of like eh. Jenna loves it too. Oh, so okay. Maybe it's not a guy thing. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. There's shows like that. I. Man, I couldn't even. I'd have to go back and like recount the shows that have got us through the last couple of years. But <laughs> yeah, that and then, I mean, I love watching sports. And mm-hmm. who do you cheer for? Oh man, I'm, I'm soccer. I'm a I'm a Liverpool guy. So don't tell Jeff. Why <laughs> he knows <though>? Liverpool? <laughs> yeah. So I became a Liverpool fan back in 2005. Mm. I believe it was 2005. Uh, in the Champions League final, Liverpool played AC Milan in mm. Istanbul. They were down three nothing at half, yeah. and they came back to win. Yes. And it was a like storybook win. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh man!" And I'm a big fan of Steven Gerrard. If you guys okay. are familiar with Premier League mm-hmm. and soccer, Steven Gerrard was like he was the guy I modeled my game after. Hmm. Which is funny because I'm nothing like him. I'm ter- <laughs> I'm not even close to Steven Gerrard. But did you think you were at one point? Oh, I definitely yeah. thought okay, I was. Cool. Oh yeah, are you kidding? I was. To- I was Steven Gerrard reincarnated. Nice. No, uh, yeah. So I was a big fan. So I watch uh, Saturday mornings. I, I I love watching soccer, and mm. I'll text with Jeff and make fun of his team because they're terrible. <laughs> and Liverpool actually has a shot this year at the Premier League. It's they they've lost ground, and Manchester City looks like it's they're going to take it again. But are you the only Liverpool, Liverpool guy on staff? 
I've kind of converted Andrew Gettert. Okay. And yes. I don't know if that was just because I was his boss for a while <laughs> and he kind of had, had to. to yeah. But I think I think uh, I was able to convince. Again, mm-hmm. part of my uh, part of my abilities is, is in sales. Yeah. So I, Infiltrate I yeah. the staff. Yeah, yeah. So I I I sold Andrew on on Liverpool a little bit, but I think I'm the only guy who's been a long term. Liverpool fan. Your... Yeah, I watch Liverpool. I watch the Canucks as well. A big mm. fan of the Canucks. Always have been. Although I had, I did boycott them for a, for a while. <laughs> I boycotted the NHL after the last lockout. That was the, that was mm. what I did. Which is nice because the tickets are cheaper now. So are they great? Oh, okay, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you have no time to go to games. I went to one. <laughs> oh, you did. Greg took me to one this past weekend, and the Canucks lost nice. five nothing. Oh. It was awful. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne Dahl, for the tickets. Yeah, yeah shout it. out. Yeah, shout out to Wayne Dahl. Um, so yeah, I watch Canucks. I watch Whitecaps. I watch basically anything. I watch Seahawks. Big fan of the Seahawks. Yeah. Been to a couple of games. Basketball. Ah, uh, I casually follow the Raptors. I feel okay. a little weird following Toronto teams, okay. but I casually follow the Blue Jays and the Raptors. I, okay. I'm aware of the team, and okay. you know when they you know make trades and whatever else not and signings. I I kind of know a little bit too much about sports. Golf, tennis. I know things. I don't follow them actively, okay. but yeah, I know. I know. I'll know the major. The major players. Yeah. I watch TSN a lot, <laughs> so anything that's put on TSN and Sportsnet, I'll I'll be familiar okay. with. Okay, I can I can converse mm-hmm. about those things. Whether or not my opinions are educated is another question. As but. long as you think they're educated, <laughs> that's what I am full of opinions. <laughs> You'll always have a fountain of opinions in me. Yeah, it's whatever. So, last words from Jonathan before we wrap up. Oh boy, no pressure. <laughs> Last questions from Josh for Jonathan. Um, oh, yeah. I do have kind of one question. Um, like, so as you've been involved with Northview, let's say, what has been like the biggest challenge? Or maybe maybe after dealing with your friend passing away and like mm. sort of starting it, what has been like the biggest challenge for you? Like in life? or In like ministry. Like once you decided sort of you kind of knew what general direction you're going in. <sighs> Oh man! Oh, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, biggest challenge, or like a couple of the ministry. the big challenges that you remember going through. Maybe more specific. I think. Yeah. Okay. okay I well, I can. I'll I'll take your question and I'll run with it. Maybe Great. somewhere you didn't intend, but I think one of the things that I wrestled with, especially in the season when I didn't really know what I was doing was the nature of calling in ministry. Yeah. And I think that was something that I had always... So my grandfather's a pastor, and I have family, like great-grandfather who was a pastor, and I always felt this feeling that that if, if you're supposed to be doing ministry, if God has called you to ministry, there's there will be this tangible feeling mm. that you can't do anything else but ministry. Right. And to be 100% honest, I've never really felt that feeling. Mm-hmm. And as I started to learn about the nature of, of the calling, you start to realize that the way the Bible talks about the calling isn't really so much about vocational ministry and it's about ministry period. And the reality is that all Christians are called to ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think how you exercise that calling is, is not necessarily always something that's as clear as I thought it would be. Mm. Yeah. And I think I still wrestle with that today, yeah. Even, yeah. even now where it's like, like, do I see myself in this role forever? Like, am I called to do this forever? And I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. And what I've kind of come to realize is, so, is, is that so long as, 
so long as you're as long as you're the church and the church leadership identify an ability in you and affirm that ability in you you should you should prayerfully consider it mm-hmm. and 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 if if you're willing to do it mm-hmm. so so for me personally again i never really thought i was going to be a worship pastor but when northview was like would you consider staying mm-hmm. on in this role full time and my abilities i ha- i think i had the abilities and at the time it fit in my life i was like Sh- you know what i'll I will take this as the calling of God to step into the mm-hmm. ministry for this season mm. because God uses his church to speak, right? Like mm-hmm. we are his, we are his, the church is his ambassador to the, to the world. So I, I in, in faith, I kind of stepped into that and that has ended up leading me to where I am now. And, and in hindsight, I would say that God had his hands through the whole thing, mm. even though I never really felt like that distinct you will be in ministry yeah. calling. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Much well, that's opposed helpful. to Ezra last yeah. week who had the tangible, mm-hmm. yeah. Ezra, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I totally believe that yeah. that, that w- yeah. will be the case for some people. And it yeah. was never really the case. Mm-hmm. And it still to this day isn't really the case for me. But mm-hmm. so long as so long as my skill sets match with a need in the church mm-hmm. and that is affirmed by church leadership, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep going at it because I, that's... And it makes sense. Yeah. We have a creative God and he has made yeah. all these different people and he has different ways of, you know, encouraging them to do what he wants them to do for the good of people and the church and the community. Totally. And so yeah. how it looks for Ezra isn't the same as how it looks for you or Jeff or whoever. Yeah. And I think that the, just the very nature that Ezra and Jeff and I are all different, like yeah. it should it should be a little bit yeah. different, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's probably in the biggest, I don't know if that answers your question. That was good. Yeah. But like, yeah, coming out of that, I again, I never thought I'd be... I never pictured myself in, in ministry, so. Yeah. No, I think that's actually a huge uh, mm-hmm. thing, especially young young adults, l- yeah. looking for the feeling, yeah, and then right. being, oh, I don't know if I feel it, yeah, yeah, um, and that like genuinely affecting them, yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah, and I think, yeah, I, I mean, I would take that even beyond ministry. I would take that to like work in general and and life in general. I mean, I mean, like, there's so many, there's so many. I feel like it. Maybe it's a, something that's like perpetrated by Hollywood or something. But like, when you know, you'll know. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, there's been very few times in my uh-huh. life that where I've been like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I just like even with even with in 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 my marriage right in my life there it was like I looked at I you know when when I met my wife now her name's Brianna when I met her I was like you know what she could be someone who I could I could see myself marrying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was never like a it's got to be her. Yeah. It's got to be her and yeah. no one else will. And the audible voice. Yeah. And the, yeah. Or, or, I mean, and, and as you as you kind of move forward in a relationship, there's a level of commitment that needs to be there. It can't mm-hmm. be like, well, I guess it could be. It needs to get to that. No, it will be her. Mm-hmm. But it, it, even there, it was never like a, an audible voice. It was like, no, this is this is someone who who matches like the, the description of like a, a good godly wife. And is this someone I could see my, like, are we, are we like relationally, relationally compatible? This is where dating kind of comes in. Like, mm. could we make this work? And if they, like the answer is yes, we could. It's like, okay, are we going to commit to making this work? Yeah. And then that was how, mm. so, I mean, that's a total tangent, but that's how yeah. our, our relationship was. It was like, let's like, and, and I, I love her deeply. Mm-hmm. And I, I did when I met her, but like, I feel like young adults are given this feeling that if you don't unequivocally know, like beyond yeah. a shadow of a doubt, don't. Mm-hmm. If that's going to be your approach, you might never do anything. Yeah. yeah. You might yeah. never get married. You might yeah. never get a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at some point you kind of have to be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I, uh, that's my experience. I, I, I know my experience is not truth for everyone. Yeah. Um, 
No, I think that's helpful. But yeah. yeah. And Josh, it's going to be interesting as we interview more people on staff to see mm. what their view on this kind of thing is. Yeah. 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 You're, I mean, I'm 100% you're going to get different, mm-hmm. different yeah. perspectives on it. So. Well, thanks so. for joining us today, Jonathan. Yeah. It's been really great talking with you. Well, I hope I did, hope you're still listening at this point. And I'm, I did talk a lot. I have the ability to that do that. That is the purpose. You, it was behind <laughs> yeah. the scenes with yeah. Jonathan. Thanks for go. joining us. See you next week. See ya.